If you're an education leader or a visionary for improving our school mental health system, then you are definitely in the right place. I'm your host, Charlie Peck, keynote speaker and school mental health consultant. Make sure you download our free school mental health audit at thrivingeducator.org forward slash audit. And that way you can bring it back to your mental health team and assess your current system with them. That's thrivingeducator.org forward slash audit. All right, let's get started. Hi, this is Charlie Peck with the Thriving Educator Podcast, and I've got Chad Dumas here, and I cannot wait to talk about PLCs with you, but but thank you for being here. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yes, well, we're, we're featured speakers together at the NCMLE conference coming up, the Inspire conference coming up in Charlotte in March, and I'm really excited. Don't we have a great bunch of people there? You are you are on it, yes, ma'am. It's going to be a great um, great group of people. I'm honored and blessed to be part of uh, such an incredible lineup of people like you who are uh, serving educators all over the country. Well, I think I think that's what's so nice is everybody truly is giving so much back to education, and I mm-hmm. appreciate that. And they, I know that they appreciate it too. And can you just tell people what your session will be on? So I'm going to have two sessions. One is part of the leadership track, and it's the role um, of what school leaders, designated school leaders, need to know to be able to create collaborative communities of professional learning, right? PLCs, professional learning communities. And so uh, there's certain things, 10 things that I identified from the research that um, school leaders need to be able to know before they could do it, right? You can't know, you can't do something unless you know what it is that you're supposed to do. So uh, thinking about that, that knowing gap. So that's the leadership strand. And then for teachers, um, leaders are also most welcome to join as well, is focused on, um, it'll be thinking about my next book that's going to be published this uh, September from Solution Tree. And it's focused on um, what are some specific moves, techniques, and strategies that team leaders can employ to help their teams get more done in less time with greater joy? And yeah. so it's a, it's a scenario-based approach. So what we'll do is we'll take a look at probably one or two, maybe three scenarios and say, okay, so if this is the situation you're in, what could you do to help move this team forward, to get more done in less time with greater joy? And we'll then explore um, probably uh, three, I call them the magical moves and um, the sweet seven strategies to be able to move teams forward. Wow. Well, you clearly have tons of experience working with these groups and I, you have a great blog, right? Like you do a lot of work. Thank you. Yes. And I love the kind of questions you ask people, where do those come from and why do you ask people critical questions? Well, so actually one of the moves, the most important moves that team leaders can make is to be able to ask questions. So, and they, they have to come from a place of authenticity, right? Of genuine um, desire and openness to learn from others, which comes from a sense of, um, you could say humility, right? A recognition that I don't know enough um, and that others know more than I do. And so I want to inquire and find out more. And so through that uh, lens, I think a person is able to then ask questions that really get to the heart of issues and to prompt people to think more deeply um, and connect more thoughtfully to their work. Right. Well, that was one of the best professional development training sessions I had. It, it was over the course of the year. There were four deep dives we did, full day sessions with in a PLC, and it was about critical thinking and how mm-hmm. to get ourselves, but also our students to think more critically. And it was 
through series of breaking down questions and understanding how significant they are and the impact they make in the thinking process. It's awesome. So I really do appreciate what you're doing, Chad. It does make a difference. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Questions are huge, right? Yeah, it is. And especially if you're going to build community. And that's one of the things we're talking about in today's podcast is how do you improve school and district mental health and wellness through your PLCs? And how do you actually build that community that we all know we've got to do? We just don't know how to do it. So that's a key piece that you just mentioned right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. sense of connectedness, like we're in this together, right? Yeah. And I, I think of... I think it all starts with a fundamental recognition that we need each other. None of us, uh, none of us can do anything by ourselves, right? From the moment we're born, we need others, right? Maybe you're familiar with um, these horrific studies that were done, I think in the 60s, maybe the 50s, where babies mm -hmm. were separated from their mother and their father at birth. And without that connectedness they died they literally perished yeah and and i think that just speaks to this notion that sometimes we think we can get along on our own or we need to just you know buck up pull ourselves up by the bootstraps and just you know well the reality is is none of us can do it alone and so that building of community that mental wellness i think that's that's where it really starts is with that recognition that none of us can do it alone and we need each other. Yes. I love that, that we do need each other. And I mean, that's why when we do threat assessments with kids, we ask them, do you have friends or do you have a best friend? And those are questions that we ask because there's a loneliness epidemic out there. And I hear a yeah. lot about it in leadership in our schools. Are you hearing a lot about that too? Oh yeah. 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 Um, well, for many, many years, right? Like, um, I remember when I first became a principal, maybe even before I was a principal, hearing studies about like the most, the loneliest position in the school is the principalship, right? Um, and when I was a principal myself, I, I really felt that, right? Like you're, <laughs> there, was a, there was an image during my master's program that one of the professors showed at one time, it was a double-decker outhouse. <laughs> okay, wow. <laughs> and the first floor said office of the principal. <laughs> <laughs> Now the visual's there, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, because you really are, um, you know, isolated, and um, and so so leaders feel isolated. But I think it also translates to you know the classroom. Um, it can be Richter forward sometimes refer to classroom teachers as uh, or schools as a collection of independent contractors connected mm -hmm. by a common parking lot, mm -hmm. um, and that's not how we can maximize each other. That's not how we can support each other. That's not how we can uh, best meet the needs of students. And so we have to shift that paradigm, right? Away from a connection of independent contractors connected by a common parking lot. That, that doesn't work. No, it doesn't. And you can actually feel it. If you're an outsider coming into a building, you can feel it if there's that disconnect, can't you? Uh -huh. And yeah. then when yeah. you also have a staff who is super connected. You also feel that it's exciting oh, yeah. to get to work. I was there when I worked at Governor Simcoe High School. So shout out. Uh, I, I know I developed as a person through that experience with them. And they are, they are people who will be in my family or my, they, they're just, I'll be connected to them forever. And whether or not we continue to talk as much as we used to, doesn't matter. So you can feel that when you enter that building. And leadership 
It does stem from leadership. Hello, middle-level educators. Are you looking for a nationwide type of conference at the fraction of the cost? The North Carolina Association for Middle-Level Education welcomes you to Charlotte, North Carolina, March 24th through the 26th for the 2024 NCMLE Inspire Conference. My name is David James, NCMLE Marketing and Conference Director, and I want to personally invite you to our annual conference. You will not want to miss our keynote and featured speakers that leads over 120 middle-specific teaching and learning sessions. Our featured lineup includes EDU experts from across the country, such as principal and leadership expert Baruti Kafele, Darren Peppard, LaQuanta Nelson, Zach Bowermaster, and the host of this podcast, educational expert Charlie Peck. The NCMLE Inspire Conference is for everyone. Go to ncmle.org to register your team for the 2024 NCMLE Inspire Conference today. I love that you help these PLCs come together too, because that was another significant piece of my career is when I got to go to those district meetings and meet <clears> up <throat> with my group, then we can all lean on each other. And that was huge. Yeah. So can you tell people, Chad, today, what your role is today and what you're doing to make an impact? Well, the, the short answer is uh, I'm a learning and leadership consultant, right? So I work with school leaders, whether that's central office, um, school building level, intermediate service agencies, higher ed, whatever, right? Working with, with um, leaders, designated leaders, but then also focusing on learning. And so every teacher, I believe that every, every person has the capacity um, and desire to serve as a leader. Not, not in everything, but in certain areas, right? And so what I work then is work with all, all those different stakeholders to help draw out their leadership skills, draw out their potential, whether that's as a group member, a team member in a learning team in a school, or as a team leader, or as an instructional coach, or a building principal, or whoever it is, right? To draw out from them their skills, their knowledge and expertise to be able to maximize their leadership potential. That is so good. It's so important to do that. And you know what I always think about are those disenfranchised teachers or leaders who are already positioned as leaders. What do you do to capture them if you notice they're kind of disenfranchised? Oh, yeah. So um, I love this question. Unless because... you never experience it. Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> so um, the first element of what a principal needs to know to be able to build a collaborative culture is around building effective relationships. And it starts with listening. And what I found is that people who become disenfranchised have become disenfranchised largely because they, they weren't valued, they weren't heard, um, and maybe brushed aside. And so the value of listening, so, and using those um, three, the, the magic three moves of pausing and paraphrasing and using um, third point or questioning strategies, that type of thing, um, to, to help people feel heard and valued. Uh, there's nothing worse for me, my experience being in teams or in schools, nothing worse than going into a team or a school and feeling like um, you don't really matter. Mm, yes. Yeah. And so um, recognizing that they're, they're human beings. And so how can we draw out from them their best? And it starts by listening. 
Yeah. And then I always ask people a follow-up to this. So let's, let's say that you are speaking with someone who feels that way, who feels undervalued, underheard, which is common now. How do you, how do you listen to them in such a way that doesn't encourage them to leave or stay home more to protect their mental health? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Yep. 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 So I really find the the skills of pausing and paraphrasing to be the most important skills, right? So pausing is just what it sounds like, enabling, creating space for a person to think, for a person to feel. And so when, now when one pauses, it has to be accompanied by a couple of specific techniques, right? So um, if I just, if you're sharing with me all of your frustrations and I just stare back at you, that feels a little awkward. Yeah, that's creepy. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> it's a little creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to say creepy, but it is creepy, right? <laughs> um, if, I, if I look back at you with an open mouth that's gaping wide, I look like an idiot. <laughs> and then you start wondering, what's this fool doing, right? Yeah. So, so when I pause to give you space to think, it's helpful to break eye contact. So um, one of the things I do just as a very specific technique is for viewers who are able to see, I've got a glass of water next to me, or I've got, you know, when I'm one-on-one with someone, I always have water with me, partly because I like to stay hydrated, but partly because that gives me a chance to break eye contact, create that pause and not have that awkwardness. Yes, it does. And by the way, listeners, that's what he's doing right now. And it does work. It does because it's a natural way I know you're not naturally kind of doing it. It's kind of um, we're preparing to do that, but it's there because it is a natural thing for people to do to to, to break away and get a drink of water. It's yep. a it is a good way to do that. I love it. Yep. I thought icon. I've done and that it, in therapeutic practice too, so I, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, and so it, and what you break eye contact automatically as part of that, right? It, it gives your mouth something to do. It gives space to think, etc. So that's the first thing to help people really feel under, to, to start the process of feeling the understood. But the second thing is really um, when you're listening to be able to then paraphrase back to someone what they said. And um, in my experience, I, I think it's best, in my experience and my training, uh, it's best not to use the phrase, I, I hear you saying, or I think I hear you saying, because now it's, it's about me and I'm saying what I mm. think, right? So instead to just say what they're saying. So you're really frustrated that blah, 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 blah. Or so you're really, you're really angry. So you're really excited. So, right. So I'm just like paraphrasing back or, or so there's really three things that are bothering you here. One is blah, 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 blah. Two is blah, 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 blah. And three is blah, 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 blah. Right. So I'm, I'm maybe helping them to organize their thoughts because they maybe haven't thought of it that way. That's right. But it's also acknowledging where they're coming from. Mm. Um, And this process, um, it does two things. One, it makes sure for you that you know what they're saying, right? That you get into the heart of it. But the second thing is it helps them feel understood. Yeah. And a lot of times they hold that in their head. It might be the very first time they've gotten it out of their Mm -hmm. head and said it. I like how you said it. It helps them organize it. Yeah, absolutely. And so what are you noticing after you do that? What do you Mm -hmm. notice the outcome being? So um, typically one of two or three different things happens. One is they'll say, nope, that's not what I've said, Chad. And here's, and right. And then they restate it. 
and they say something else. So that gives you a chance. Like that's important to know that I didn't I didn't understand you. Okay, let, right. let me see if I can capture it a second time. Um, so that's one thing. A second is, yep, you got it. Um, and then more often than not, they will also then continue on um, then really solving their own problem or thinking through what potential next steps they might have. Um, and if they don't, then that might be a good question. So based on that, what, what are your thoughts? You know, what are you thinking about now? Um, my experience though, is that people really appreciate having someone listen to them and truly understand. It's just, a, as a matter of fact, there was one uh, school that I was working with. Um, this was when I was employed in a school district where, uh, I remember very clearly several people coming to me and saying, you know, we want to come to you with our problems, Chad, as opposed to somebody else, because you listen to us and you understand and you don't just jump in and try to solve our problems without yeah. understanding them, right? Yes. Um, and even I, I would use this paraphrase or not paraphrase, but this prompt sometimes when some, especially school leaders, right? We've got people coming with us, to us with questions all day long and they expect an answer, but we haven't thought about these things. So one of my go-to questions is, so you've had a longer chance to really think about this issue. What do you think would be the best next steps? Mm, that's great. Mm -hmm. That's great. Because then they'll be like, well, actually, I think it should be X, Y, and Z. Oh, sounds great. Let me know what support you need. That's right. Sometimes right. they just need that permission to do what they've been thinking about all along. And they're the expert of their classroom. Oftentimes they have that insight. Exactly. Love mm -hmm. that. And you're yeah. empowering them and you're including them in the process. Wow. All of that is, yep. and it's so simple. It's so simple. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. So, and that's one of the things we always do too. It's like, let's simplify, let's simplify yeah. this process. Why aren't people simplifying though, Chad? Mm. That's a really good question. I haven't thought about that. What are your thoughts? Oh, I love what you just did there. <laughs> I love it. It's true. It is something I have thought a lot about, but it's because we feel like we're in chaos a lot and you don't, you're not processing it as, as a problem solving tool or outcome. You're just processing chaos or just not, you're just mm -hmm. in the chaos. But mm -hmm. so if principals were using these techniques every day throughout mm -hmm. the day, what do you think would be different in our school systems? Mm -hmm. Well, with the principals that I get to work with, who I see this work, you know, moving forward, um, I see them being more satisfied in their work, right? Less burnout for themselves because they're not going, putting out fires for every everybody, but they're empowering others. And then, of course, others are feeling empowered, right? There's just this greater sense of uh, connectedness and we a community because we are in this together as opposed to needing to go and find look out the mirror or excuse me look out the window if you will right many times we're looking out the window for solutions as opposed to in the mirror to be able to identify what can we do um because there's a great quote i don't remember who said it but that the something along the lines of um our greatest fear isn't that we can't do something but mm. that we are immeasurably powerful to be able to do it. And that is our greatest mm. fear. And so um, mm. empowering people to be able to become the best selves. Yeah, that's really, it really is how we, we can end up in a thriving school community. I've been in that before and I've been out of that before. So I get the right. difference. And I think a lot mm -hmm. of people understand the difference. Absolutely. So 
Yeah. And I, I appreciate what you're doing to build that community. A lot of people just don't know how to do it. And you've just given practical strategies that people can immediately use. I hope so. Thank you. Good, good. So when are you actually presenting at the NCMLE conference? When are your sessions? Do you know the times offhand? Um, one is Monday morning. One is Monday afternoon. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So, and people don't have to live in North Carolina to go to this conference. It's going to be awesome for yeah. anybody who's attached yeah. to a school and wants to improve their teaching or their leadership. Yep. Yep. And right. I don't think, uh, I think it's uh, the North Carolina middle level educators. And it I don't is. even know if you, you have to be a middle level educator either. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, so you don't, yeah. that's, they said that in our last podcast, they said, you don't even have to be because you will take tools just like yeah. what you're doing, Chad, for leadership right. that can infuse into everyday practice, no matter what your role is. Yep. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Great. Okay. Could you please tell people how to get in touch with you and find you because they need you too. They need you. Well, thank you. So probably the easiest is on Twitter, or I guess it's called X now. I'm behind the times on re renaming it. Uh, and it's just very simple. I evidently got on early enough. It's just my name at Chad Dumas, C-H-A-D-D-U-M-A-S. Um, but the folks can also find me on um, on the internet, the interwebs. Um, my website is nextlearningsolutions.com. Nextlearningsolutions.com. And you guys have to check out the blogs that are going on there. I saw some from even December, there was one that stood out to me and you helped teachers shift their ideas who were giving you pushback, which is what I, uh, I, look, yeah. I look at a lot. So go check it out. There's a lot of great information there, but strategies, the strategies there too. Absolutely. Thank great. you. Thank you. Is there anything we left out, Chad, that you think is important to mention? Well, there's probably a lot. We could talk for hours I know. gathering I know. your expertise and sharing with folks. So um, thank you for the opportunity. Did you get your school mental health audit yet? You can go and get it at thrivingeducator.org forward slash audit. And if you're working on mental health PD planning right now, you can check out all the ways we can support you while you're on our website right there. And it's under professional development. So just go check that out. And listen, if you found today's episode valuable, please share it in your network so you can benefit others. And if you could give it a, a rating and a review, that would really help us get the word out. Thank you so much for listening.